unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I don't like the hymn Praise to the Man. Okay. Because it's confusing to a lot of people from the outside looking in. And if you it makes don't know it look like what Praise to the Man is, that's a tribute hymn to Prophet Joseph Smith. Right. And, and, insert. And, and it's controversial because it makes us look like we worship Joseph Smith, which we don't. We don't. Uh, but when you have a hymn called Praise to the Man, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a little confusing. Anyways. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. It's me and Sam today. What's up, everyone? And it's going to be an interesting episode because we're going to we're going to talk about we're going to discuss a very common question or sometimes accusation yeah. uh, against or about Latter Day Saints, and uh, and it's are Latter Day Saint kids or people members brainwashed? Hello, Derek. Hello. Okay. I've definitely heard this before. And in fact, well, I served my mission in Oklahoma City, and I heard it all the time. People are like, you are super brainwashed. Like, don't talk to me. I'm like, I'm nice. I'm sorry that you feel that way. (laughs) Well, what we did is we, so we went to uh, debate.org where there was this question that was debated. Actually, it was about missionaries, or or Latter-day Saint missionaries brainwashed. Mm -hmm. But we took some of the responses from people there um, and we're going to talk about them yeah. and see if they hold any water or not. So I'll, I'll, I'll start off. I'll read one to you. Okay, you let me know what you think. Awesome. And we'll find out if we're brainwashed, which I guess if we are brainwashed, would we even um. know? <laughs> Is there any point to this episode? Okay, I will make the point first. Like, I don't think we're going to change anybody's minds here. Like, You know people, what? Maybe not. But we could offer some new insights I guess into that's our true. experience growing up in the church and maybe our exposure to other religions and other ideas and, and how that we ultimately still came back yeah. to where we are now. Generally, I feel like if you think we're brainwashed, you're probably going to keep thinking we're brainwashed no matter what we say, which maybe means... That you're brainwashed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Didn't see that coming. But I don't know. You can think that if you want. Like, that's fine. We're going to go over some stuff and talk about it. And yeah, but we'll like, happens. as we read these, try and have an open mind. We have this whole channel so that we can discuss stuff like this and try to unpack it and maybe make people who aren't familiar with the church more comfortable with it because we honestly love it. Love, Tars, love. It's just like Brian said. And we're excited to talk about it. So, And a lot of things, a lot of questions like these come down to like semantics and what your definition of brainwashing is. I guess that's true. I I was doing some research on it and actually on this debate.org thing and somebody was like, the definition of being brainwashed is like, you know, what they do in like communist regimes and like waterboarding people and indoctrinating them in like camps and all this stuff for years against their will and... Anyways, I yeah, I, I, I have a go, terrible joke. I don't know if I should say it. Like we don't waterboard, but we do baptize. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was actually good. We so, do. It's not torture. It's a very important covenant with Jesus Christ. Water is involved. Is. I guess EFY is a it's a church camp. 
<laughs> Where are we? We are really not helping. <laughs> We're not We're helping. Not. Okay, let's get we to this probably, list. Okay. Yeah, let's dive in. <laughs> so, uh, Latter-day Saints are brainwashed because, one reason, children are told to join the church at age eight. That is 100% true. We do uh, join the church at age eight. If you grew up in the church, that is what's called the age of accountability, where at that point, your you're eight-year-olds, your nine-year-olds, they're starting to understand right from wrong, and uh, and they can start to make decisions and have consciences, and so that's when it's important to start to establish a, a a covenant with Jesus Christ where you feel accountability and you want to like actually be better from mistakes. And I think that age eight is an appropriate time to start teaching kids to like be good and to yeah. say sorry and, and things like that. I don't know if you knew this. But in some faiths, they don't even wait till they're eight. They baptize them against their will <laughs> right when they're born. Did you That's know true. that? Like, but we're okay. We're the brainwashed ones because we. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to name but, names. I don't okay, want to make you people feel up, bad. You bring like, up an interesting point that maybe because other religions do christen babies and and they're young, it's not malicious. It's to like unite our families and try to like work towards being better humans as a family. Yeah. That's the whole point. And for in the both, record... In both churches. I don't say, think Catholics are brainwashing their kids. No, like, I, don't I don't think... think the intention is like, I don't either. oh, I'm going to brainwash you. Right, and but. so if we don't think the Catholics are brainwashing their kids, maybe extend that same grace to, like, members of the church. You know? It's, like, the same intent. But that'd be cool. It would be great. Yeah. Number two, missionaries have the same script every time they talk to someone. That used to be true. Mm-hmm. Like when my, you know, the older generation, like our parents right. were missionaries. Right. They had the the discussions is what they would call them. And uh, they were memorized lessons. Right. But. It's true. And I think that the intent of that was to help the missionaries have that understanding and like build a strong foundation of what they were teaching because missionaries are young, and it was maybe just like support and guidance for those missionaries. Now today, we have a far more flexible approach when we are missionaries and we teach the gospel. Dave and I both serve missions, and I can tell you from experience, zero percent. Like I do, I never said the same thing twice. To Sometimes you people. wish, you wish they were, you know, recited. <laughs> but yeah, you're just told to talk to say what you feel like needs to be said. Yeah. By the guidance of the Holy and Ghost. In, I know that in some missions, they do encourage you to teach concepts in a certain order. But in my mission, we were counseled to teach to the needs of the people and whatever yeah. they needed to hear. So I would say that that one is false. Okay, so next one. They tell each other that they are part of the only true church. And that's that's evidence of brainwashing. Mm. Um. Okay, this might come from the fact that we have testimony meetings for those of you don't that don't know once a month mm. members of the church can go up to the pulpit and they say their they just talk about their faith and their conviction and oftentimes people will say i know that this is the only true church on the earth and that's why i believe it um and so kids are raised hearing that line and also saying that line when they start to like go up to the pulpit i think just because they're mimicking what they hear like adults say i, I know Church is true. I know the church is true. No. <laughs> no, no. I would say that that's probably something that shouldn't. Uh, I I don't know. I have a bit of you a know problem. What? I with agree. That. I totally agree. And why? I'm just curious why you think that. I just think that 
Uh, I have opinions on this, right? Let's hear them. I, I don't, I like, we, you don't want a kid to say something just because they've heard their parents say it right. and they're just repeating something, right? right? And it's true that in testimony meeting, it's been discouraged. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it's from the first presidency. It's been discouraged from leadership, though, to have kids, you know, go up and just give that recited Verbatim. testimony yeah. that they've heard a million times, yeah. which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. And... I think that there is a culture where we feel like maybe we don't know what we want to say, but we feel like if we go up there, we have to like speak and think people are just nervous about public speaking. And so they just kind of like copy what everyone else is doing. And it's just kind of one of the phrases we do think that our church is true. Absolutely. We love that. Um, there's no reason we wouldn't be a part of it if we didn't think it was true, but we do not think that we have a monopoly on truth and goodness. We think that there are so many other churches and so many other people that have correct principles in their lives that we can learn from. Well said. And if we're going to get mad at people for saying their church is true, like, let's share the the love there because yeah. it doesn't like every church think they're the true church. Anyways, it's maybe true. we just harp on it a little bit more. Yeah. Number four, they claim that nothing is the church's fault. It's always the fault of the member. Have you guys seen this channel before. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we get actually quite critical of, you know, the church sometimes. And I've definitely, you know, on my faith and beliefs videos talked about lots of things that I think the church has gotten wrong. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You know, President Nelson isn't going to come down here with a, you know, baseball bat and knock me over the head because of it. It's just sometimes we get things wrong. And it's Although okay that to would talk be entertaining. That. That would be entertaining. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, ooh, this is a good one. They base their beliefs off of feeling and not off of fact. That's that's mm. one reason why we're brainwashed. What do you think? Um, okay, so we just had general conference, and it was so interesting because a lot of what they were saying did make factual sense to me, but at the end of the day, I walked away with a feeling of calm and guidance and hope that I do base a lot of my testimony off of those feelings that I get when I listen to church leaders in general conference or at church or um, I think it's both for me. I think it makes sense and I think I feel the emotions and together they form my faith. And again, this is something like this is not just an, a, a quality of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? Mm -hmm. If you're religious you're going to be basing things off of faith sometimes and it's off true. of, you know, your gut feeling on things. The fruit of the spirit in the Bible is insert a bunch of feelings there, right? Joy, peace, love. Dang it. I thought I knew more than Benevolence, that. Benevolence, I think, is in there somewhere. Temperance? Mm, I don't know about you temperance. You don't think temperance? Okay. But well, you get the point, right? Yeah. Like feelings are involved. But I also have a faith and beliefs episode about this, about... Um, whether it's okay to base your, your okay. testimony on feelings and stuff. Another point, how do you decide what you're going to study, who you're going to marry, what kinds of friends you have? We go through life based a lot upon the feelings and intuition that we have around people and things. And I think that if we were to exclude that from our religion, that would just be a little crazy. Yep. Don't you, I don't know. And, and uh, it's Unpopular also important to, to have, uh, like, there's rationality in like rationality and faith are not divided all the time, right? Like right. you can be rationally faithful. I feel like like I feel like a lot of my Definitely. beliefs that I can't prove are still based on logic within, you know, 
the context of our page. Anyways. Another thing that people are concerned about is the fact that we're taught that anything the prophet says, we have to blindly follow and we can't say anything or question it. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I have a problem with our perspective on prophets in general in, in, in church culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think if you look at how we teach or if you look at the, you know, the nitty gritty about prophets, let's get down to the nitty gritty. It's very clear that they're not infallible, right? Right. And they're going to get some things wrong and we need to follow the spirit as best we can to differentiate between doctrines and opinions and perspectives from individual prophets. Mm-hmm. But I will say on a more critical side, which maybe if I was brainwashed, maybe I wouldn't be saying this, <laughs> but, but this is my personal opinion. I don't like the hymn Praise to the Man. Okay. Because it's confusing to a lot of people from the outside looking in. And if you it makes don't know it look like what Praise to the Man is, that's a tribute hymn to Prophet Joseph Smith. Right. And, insert. And, and it's controversial because it makes us look like we worship Joseph Smith, which we don't. We don't. Uh, but when you have a hymn called Praise to the Man, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a little confusing. Anyways, so yeah. I don't like, I think, I think things like that kind of glorified prophets uh-huh. make them kind of seem superhuman when right. they're not right same thing with like the 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 primary hymn or song follow the prophet mm. not a huge fan of that one i feel like it is, is a little so bit, interesting a little bit indoctrinationy yeah. but but at the same time like obviously like any parent is going to teach their kids Right. What they think is true and what the best what the best path is for them, right? Like that's not indoctrination. Right. That's like parenting, which all parents do. They're going to choose to teach their kids what they believe. So, and we think that the prophet. Well, we know and we believe that the prophet receives divine inspiration from God, and that's a big deal. We want to listen to him if that's the case, and we do believe that it is the case. So. Uh, I think you're right. I think that focusing on how does the prophet's message bring me closer to Jesus and Heavenly Father rather than let's fixate on the prophet as the man, as the person that we follow. But it's also important to have like an authority. Like prophets aren't something new. Like we have prophets in the Old Testament and the New Testament and the Book of Mormon. Like there's a purpose for them. They're there so that we heed their counsel. But it is also important to, you know, do that with the spirit of God and be wise in what we do. Um, okay, this is an interesting one. Um, they're brainwashed because they teach their members to fear doing something bad. It's all fear-based, is what was said. Ooh, okay. It sometimes is. If you don't have, um, if you don't have a strong, like, prayer routine and scripture routine, and you just like feel connected and you feel like you have a relationship with God. I feel like the commandments can feel fear-based. And you're like, oh, shoot, if I don't do these, like, I'm going to not go to the celestial kingdom, the highest degree of heaven. The moment that you actually cultivate a personal relationship with God and, like, strive to start doing the daily motions for him out of love, everything shifts. So I think that people who have a casual, faithful relationship and only, like, just try to keep the commandments to, like, I don't know, not disappoint their parents or because they have to go to heaven. That's fear-based. But the higher way to do it is to do it out of love for Jesus. Does that make any sense what I'm saying? I feel I like I was like, well, okay, so here's rambling, a question but... for you. So understanding Latter-day Saint doctrine, mm-hmm. what are you, like, what is the ultimate fear? 
in like the eternal perspective? What is the most scary thing? The scariest thing for me is not achieving celestial glory or and like you, living with God. And if you don't, what happens? What's cool is that pretty much everyone is saved. Like we yeah. have all the three kingdoms, which we've done episodes about, and we're all going to be resurrected. So truly, Jesus Christ has already covered all of that to some degree. And that's so cool because, I mean, in a lot of faiths, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, like it's it's basically, it's heaven or hell, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in these things, you're going to suffer eternally. Fire and brimstone, eternal waterboarding. Eternal water, yeah. And that's, we don't know. Like, okay, that's fear-based, right? Yeah. All that latter all that Latter Day Saints can say is, "You're also going to heaven, where you can be happy and be taught by Christ or the Holy Ghost." Right? So, like, that's such a good perspective. I love that. Well, and what it does though is, when you have that perspective, like the things you do, like when you keep commandments, mm-hmm. kind of what you said, you're doing those things because you want to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Whereas in some other situations. Um, maybe you're just keeping the commandments because you're afraid of going to, to hell. avoid damnation. Right. So yeah. are you doing the things yeah. you want? Are you keeping the commandments to be more like Christ or to avoid, you know, hell? Yeah. And I, we kind of just eliminate that option in our faith, which is so That's cool. So, so cool. when it comes to like being fear-based, like we're like the least fear-based you're the most out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's really cool. Please go and check out other videos about that if you want to learn more about what David would, was just saying there because it's a deep dive, but you should do it. Cool. All right, so the question again, are we brainwashed yes. or are we not? No, I don't know. <laughs> you can decide for yourself. We were raised in it. This is what we were taught. But ultimately, you go into the world. Life is hard. Life throws you curveballs. People try to break down your faith and you listen and learn. And then ultimately I decided for myself that this is where I want to be. Here's my philosophy and feel free to follow it if you want to. If you don't, then that's fine. But I think that it's safe to assume with everyone you meet that they're doing the best they can to make the best decisions that they can in their life. If you meet a Latter-day Saint and you're like, your religion is dumb. Instead, maybe assume that they're doing the best that they can and that they're doing what they think is smart. And hopefully they assume that same thing of you, whether you're atheist or Catholic or Scientologist or whatever, right? I think that's an important perspective to have. Are we brainwashed? You decide. You decide. Let, let us know in the comments <laughs> what you think. Um, and uh, we'll see you in the next indoctrination camp. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.